Hello, I'm Ken Seong, Technical Director of the International Ethics Standards Board for Accountants, and I'm here with Savar Stumadakis, Chairman of the Board. We are joined by several task force and working group chairs and members, James Barber, Michael Ashley, Kim Gibson, and Ian McPhee. We're here to convey some of the highlights from the Board's meeting in New York, March 12th through 14th, 2018. Stavros, this was the first meeting of the board in 2018. May I please invite you to share some of your reflections of the meeting with our listeners? Yes, Ken. Thank you very much. This was uh, a very good meeting. I believe we started off the year on a strong beginning. We had a variety of topics uh, to discuss. Uh, my colleagues will, of course, be speaking to some of them in particular. But I would like to outline uh, that... Uh, this was the meeting during which the board has decided on a consultation paper on our new strategy and work plan for the period 2019 to 2023. Now, this is a very ambitious document. We're putting it out for consultation. It's going to be the document that will form the basis for the work we will start doing from 2019 on. I will not say much about it because it will soon become public, uh, but I must say that uh, it includes priorities on which we already have started making some preparations. So that was a major achievement. We also approved in substance the standard that relates to inducements. My colleague Michael Ashley will speak to that uh, uh, more sp specifically. And we heard two very interesting presentations that will inform our agenda going forward. Uh, one was uh, a presentation on the global status report and adoption of the code on the part of the IFAC Compliance Advisory Panel, the CAP. Now, this is very interesting uh, for the time we're uh, at for the point in time we're at because we have just finished the restructured code and we're very interested in uh, rollout and implementation that will help the further adoption of the code. So it's a, a very interesting subject at this point in time. The other presentation we heard was about technology and the impact on technology on the profession. And this is also very relevant because one of our major priority items, I should say, on the strategy plan is the issue of technology and the ethical implications of innovation so far as the code is concerned, the code of ethics is concerned. On the whole, I would say that this was uh, a strong meeting. We had uh, four new members who joined the meeting at this time, and I'm pleased to say that all of them were uh, very quick to come aboard and participate in the discussion. So our discussions were firm and rich and conclusive. And I should uh, leave it to my other colleagues to go into further detail about projects. Thank you, Stavros. Let me now turn to James Barber, who is a member of the board's professional skepticism working group. James, may I invite you please to share some of the highlights of the board discussion on this topic? Thank you, Ken. The board began its work in earnest on what has been referred to as the longer-term professional scepticism issue. This work is being led by the IESBA Professional Scepticism Working Group. 
One element of this initiative is to seek input from stakeholders via a consultation paper. A draft of that paper was discussed and largely agreed by the board. The consultation paper seeks comment on, one, the behavioural characteristics inherent in professional scepticism, two, whether those characteristics should be applied by all professional accountants, and three, what actions the board might take, including consideration of whether changes are required to the code to address the behavioural characteristics associated with professional scepticism. The board expressed its support for the direction of travel proposed by the Professional Skepticism Working Group and the substance of the proposed consultation paper, which it is envisaged that subject to board approval will be issued in early May. A second element of this initiative is a series of round tables that will take place on June the 11th in Washington DC, USA, in Paris, France on June 15th, and on July 12th in Tokyo, Japan. These roundtables will allow for further engagement with key stakeholders on this topic. Further details will be available soon as they are finalised. Save the dates messages will be sent out in late March. Finally, I would just like to highlight that the working group continues to collaborate with the IWSB and the Education Board in moving the project forward. Thank you. Thank you very much, James. That was very helpful uh, and informative. Let me now turn to the chair of uh, the board's uh, task force on inducements, Michael Ashley. Mike, uh, let me invite you please to share your take on the board discussion on inducements this week. No doubt participants will be aware that the board issued the exposure draft concerning inducements December. Um, we received about 46 responses from a variety of stakeholders. And whilst there are inevitably some comments, I am pleased to say there was overwhelming support for the direction that the ED had taken, both in considering a wide range of inducements and in the introduction of a concept of intent. The board discussed the comments that were raised, including those that have been raised the previous week by CAG representatives and the task force proposals on how to develop the uh, standard in, in response. Again, I'm pleased to say the board largely agreed with the task force proposals as a consequence of which I think we are well placed to be able to agree the ED before our June meeting and hopefully even issue it in June, which will therefore enable it to be incorporated in the restructured code with, as we've always promised, a start date of June 2019, implementation date of June 2019. Thank you very much, uh, Mike. Let me now turn to Kim Gibson to brief um, our listeners on the board's discussions on two topics. First of all, uh, the work stream that is looking at insurance services and secondly, the rollout of the restructured code. Uh, Kim, over to you. Thank you, Ken. Um, with respect to non-assurance services, the board was asked to consider a paper that, was, that summarized the non-assurance services for which the working group plans um, and their approach towards the non-assurance services. The topics that were discussed with the board that were included in the paper included the permissibility of the non-assurance services, materiality associated with those services, different non-assurance service provisions and restrictions whether they should be based on a public interest entity or not. And 
also requirements to consider requirements for communications with those charged with governance and specifically whether or not approval and or disclosure should be made with respect to non-assurance services for audit engagements. As James discussed regarding the roundtables for professional skepticism, the board agreed that part of those roundtables will also include discussions on non-assurance services. The issues that I just spoke about, along with the way forward for the board with respect to these services will be discussed. The working group will report back to the board in June with respect to the results of the roundtables. And then the other topic that we discussed this week was with respect to the rollout of the revised restructured code. The board discussed the preliminary rollout plans for the code. We also had a discussion with the IFAC communications team for which the working group responsible for the rollout of the code will partner with and will collaborate with with respect to the rollout plan. Some specifics that were discussed with respect to the plan included the April 2018 standard release package, which will include a press release, the final pronouncements, basis of conclusions, and at-a-glance documents. These will include documents for the structure project, safeguards, part C, and professional skepticism. In addition to the activities for, 20, for April 2018, we also talked about the need for extensive outreach and how the board members and technical advisors could assist in dealing with outreach initiatives in their areas. The communications team, as I said, presented their plan for the next 12 to 18 months, starting with a slogan, prepare, engage, and activate. Their initial focus will be on the resources immediately available as discussed um, in the standard package. And then also focusing heavily on a strong, on a strong social media presence, primarily using Twitter and LinkedIn. The working group will come back again to the board in June and at every other meeting through 2019 to discuss the progress with respect to the rollout of the code. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kim. Uh, and finally, let me now turn to Ian McPhee. Ian, you chair the board's fees working group. Already some, uh, some work has been done in, in, in that um, area on this, on this topic. Uh, could you please share some of the highlights of the board discussion with our listeners? Uh, thanks, Ken. Yes, uh, so let me just firstly outline uh, the focus of the uh, fees initiative, and it's fundamentally to identify whether there are trends or other factors that indicate a relationship between fees and threats to auditor independence and compliance with the fundamental principles of the Code of Ethics, or even if there's not hard evidence, whether there are reasonable perceptions that such threats exist. As you flagged, uh, the working group has previously undertaken some work in this area, some level of fact-finding, uh, particularly around benchmarking of G20 statutory frameworks and some of the academic research that's been done in relation to fees. We've also more recently um, issued a questionnaire to key stakeholder groups on fees. And the board uh, at this meeting 
uh, was given an update on the early and preliminary findings in relation to the responses to the questionnaire. To date, we've had around 70 responses to the questionnaire received from a broad range of stakeholder groups, including regulators, those charged with governance, national standard setters, IFAC member bodies and the firms. Um, we've also had the benefit of the consultative advisory group and, uh, and the board itself. So the next step is to do the more in-depth analysis of the questionnaire, bring the information together so that by the time of the next board meeting in June, we can take forward to the board a recommendation on whether we should have a project in relation to fees, its scope and the issues it might cover. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ian. And th let me thank uh, again James, Mike, Kim and Stavros. The next meeting of the Ethics Board will be held June 18th through 20th, 2018 in Athens, Greece. Ethics Board meetings are open to the public and we encourage those interested to observe our meetings. To register as an observer, go to the meetings page of the Ethics Board's website at www.ethicsboard.org where you can also find more information about the board and the projects discussed. The Ethics Board records a podcast summary following each meeting. You can subscribe to our podcast channel in iTunes by searching IFAC Accountancy Podcast in the Apple iTunes store. You can also follow our board on Twitter at ethics underscore board. And th thank you very much for listening. Mm -hmm.